Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to another edition of the Chris Sheeran Show on Blog Talk Radio and YesNetwork.com, talking New York sports with the best that cover the sports in the New York area. We're expecting Kevin Kernan from the New York Post to join us in just a couple of minutes. Uh, While we wait for him, let's start by talking about, of course, the New York Yankees. They were up in Boston last night at Fenway Park, and they had their ace on the hill in CC Sabathia and a 3-0 lead going into the bottom of the third. And, you know, a couple years back, a 3-0 lead for CC Sabathia when Ryan Dempster's on the hill for the Red Sox on the other side. And then normal Yankee lineup, book it. That's a W. There's no way the Yankees lose that game three to five years ago. Maybe even last year. They don't lose it. But CC Sabathia has been anything but an ace, and he'd be the first one to tell you that. Now I'm gonna get. Da- I'm not gonna get down on CC Sabathia. I'm not gonna be one of these Twitter trolls that goes out and says, "Oh, CC stinks. He's not the ace." And he'll be the first one to tell you that. My house soon we forget what this guy has done for the Yankees and how much he's been out there and he's been a horse, eating up innings. Even when, you know, he stunk it up, he stayed on the hill, pitched seven, eight innings. He didn't last night, only lasted five plus. Okay, but every time he goes out there, he gives it his best. And I know that's not what you expect out of your ace. You don't. Your ace doesn't give you, you know, uh, he doesn't just go out there and battle. An ace has to be an ace. And right now it's Hiroki Kuroda. Consistency on the Yankees begins with a K and ends with an A. And in the middle, it's an Urode. Kuroda. He's the only starter besides a reborn Ivan Nova who goes tonight against the Rangers who is worth a damn in that Yankee rotation right now. CeCe's just not getting it done. And if you go over to yesnetwork.com, which you should do because you can listen to all of these podcasts, you could even go back to the days when Joe Oriema was here. God, talking a long time ago already. I've been on vacation. I've missed it. I need to vent every you know every day, and, and this is a great platform for me to do it. And I appreciate our hardcore listeners out there who who were into the Off the Wall podcast, and hopefully they have transferred over to the Chris Sheeran Show here on Blog Talk Radio and YesNetwork.com. Now, if you go to YesNetwork.com and you click on Yankees, first and foremost, at the top of the page, and then when the Yankees page comes up, you, you tap on or click on, I should say, the schedule portion of that page, and then you click on October. It simply reads, no games scheduled for October. And that is not going to change, Yankees fans, if CC Sabathia doesn't start pitching like CC Sabathia. If you think, and the Yankees are only three and a half out of a wild card, I, I get it. You know, it, it's not completely out of reach. It isn't. But CC Sabathia has to pitch like CC Sabathia. If he goes out there and continues to pitch like he did last night, giving up seven earned over five plus, that's just not going to cut it. Okay, and I, the, the, this is his fifth year here with the Yankees. He's in his fifth season. His first 10 starts each season were up and down, just like this year. So I was looking forward to his next 10 starts to see if he would turn things around, and he hasn't. Absolutely hasn't. But again, like I said at the top, I am not 
going to sit here and clown C.C. Sabathia. I'm not. He might not be sharp, but I'm not going to be the one who sits here and clowns him. Same thing goes for Travis Hafner. I'm not going to sit here and clown Travis Hafner, what he's done in the major leagues, okay? The guy might be playing hurt, and is that a detriment to the team? Yeah, but that's saying a lot for some of these guys in the major leagues who get a a hangnail and sit out for 15 days on the DL. It's not what you want to see out of the Yankees, you know, and I and I see a lot of my Twitter followers tweeting out, you know, that's uh, well, I saw one of them last night tweeting out saying that's the last time he's going to stay up past midnight to watch a bunch of scrub DFA guys play. Now I tend to side with my my buddy uh, Brian Sanborn, who is at Sanborn seventy three. Great follow, by the way, on Twitter. Uh, childhood friends. Uh, Brian and I, we go way back um, to our days at, at South River and the South River, New Jersey public school system. And study hall was one of our favorite places where we could sit there and go back and forth about our different teams. Um, and Brian, you know, he tweeted out last night something that I kind of looked at for a little bit and I was like, I don't know about that. Uh, and then I thought about it for a second and I said, you know, Brian's right. And he put it on Facebook as well. And I want to call it up really quick, but I have to get it. Basically paraphrasing it, Brian just said that uh, watching this Yankees team is basically fun. And you might furrow your brow at that. And I'm just – here, another Yankees-Red Sox marathon is what he said. On what is now Monday morning baseball on the East Coast, he's out in California. Yankees are in fourth and 52 and 45, but I really enjoy watching this team scratching and clawing for every run and overcoming lots of adversity. They are. They are. And people who want to crucify Joe Girardi, you're lost. You're lost. He's doing everything he can to get wins for this team. And the fact that this team is over 500 right now to me, is a shock. And it should be a shock to you as well. How are they doing it? Smoke and mirrors. They're seven back. Let's face it, seven back of the Red Sox. They just dropped two or three up in Boston, as we all know. It's Look, this is the Yankee team you're going to get out there every day. This is not going to change. You'll get the four- to five-game winning streak, but it's going to be followed by you know, a week of futility. This is not the 98 Yankees. This is far, far from the 98 Yankees. Far removed. And and who knows what the future is going to bring with this team. You know, Derek Jeter came back, got hurt again, his quad. Alex Rodriguez was a day away from coming back. He hurts his quad. Curtis Granderson rehabs, comes back. He plays eight games. Gets hurt again. Gets hit by another pitch. Kevin Euclid gets signed to that one-year $12 million deal. He's not healthy all year. He's out there playing golf with Jack Curry before the season started. His back can't handle swinging a baseball bat, though. Who else? Pick one. Francisco Cervelli. That kid, you know, we've said it a million times, he can't catch a break. He's rehabbing, and he hurts his elbow after he breaks his hand in a game against the Blue Jays in late April. 
it, it's <laughs> it, you can't help but laugh. And, and these Yankee fans still expect to win a hundred games. It's just not going to happen. They expect to compete for a championship. It's not going to happen. I thought it was at the beginning of the season. I thought when they got to Sherabak, who also came back and got hurt again, same wrist. When they got to Sherabak, when they got Jeter back, when they got Granderson back, when they had some of that lineup back and they had the pitching going the way it was going, yeah, they had a shot to stay at least within, you know, arm's distance of the Red Sox or whoever was in first place. You didn't know the Red Sox were going to be running away with the division right now. We're not really running away with it. Tampa is on fire right now. Jeez. And you could attribute that to their manager, Joe Madden, and that tremendous pitching staff. But Madden, he likes to keep it loose. Did a timeout on the Francesa show today, if you're familiar with it. It'll air later today. But some of the stuff that Madden has done over the past couple of years to keep this clubhouse loose, you know, there you know, are probably baseball purists out there who – just get all mad and say, oh, that wouldn't be the Yankee way, you know, the air quotes for the Yankee way. We wouldn't do that. Hey, seems to be working for the Rays. He brought a DJ in before one game. He brought a magician in before another game. And this is after they started the season like four and eight. They were on a five-game losing streak. Madden's philosophy is, you know, and he's right, baseball gets in your head. It doesn't just get in your head. It's a game of Pong at at like 78 speed on records. I'm dating myself. And if you let it get in your head and start bouncing around like that, you're in trouble. And the and what Madden does is Madden brings things into the clubhouse to get guys to stop thinking about that 0 for 20 that they're in right now. Or, you know, they're over 6 ERA in their past five starts. It loosens you up. You stop thinking about baseball. You start having a little fun. You unwind a little bit, and you start playing the game a little better. The Rays have won 20 of their last 24 games. They're a game and a half out of first in the AL East. They're the hottest team in baseball since May 8th. Just an unbelievable job, once again, by Joe Madden and company. And what's their payroll? Exactly. Of course, they've had, you know, the past 20 first-round draft picks. I might be exaggerating that a little bit, but you know what I'm talking about. That doesn't hurt. The rotation also doesn't hurt. And if that lineup hits with that rotation, they're a tough team to beat. But they have the same problem that the Red Sox and Tigers have. They have no closer. They're going to be in trouble in the postseason without a bullpen and without a guy who could shut things down in the ninth inning. Rodney gave up two runs to the Blue Jays, had first and third with two outs, got Melky Cabrera to ground out the third to end it yesterday. So that's the AL East right now. He got the Red Sox on top of the division. He got the Rays right behind them, a four-game set up in Boston and Fenway starting tonight as the Yankees are out in Texas for four against the Rangers. And then right behind those Tampa Bay Rays, Buck Showalter and the Baltimore Orioles. They're 13 over and three and a half back. They've won four in a row. The Rays have won five in a row in 20 of their last 24 and 13 of their last 14 and nine of their last 10. 
Yankees are six games over, seven games back, as we all know. And, of course, the preseason pick, the Faves. The super team, the Toronto Blue Jays, seven games under 500. They had that one little stretch in June where they won 10 in a row. Yeah, they're 13 and a half back. But again, I'm going to go back to the Yankees. You know, they've won four of their last ten. They took one out of three from the Red Sox. They needed that one desperately last night. The Yankees need everyone. They can't let games like that slip through their fingers. They can't. They need CC Sabathia to be CC Sabathia, not Phil Hughes. No disrespect to Hughes. But Sabathia last year gave up 22 home runs, which is a career high. All of last year, 22. Yesterday, Johnny Gomes, his home run, 23rd CC gave up this year already. That's not good. You know, I've been talking about the velocity ad nauseum all season with CC. And, you know, if you're throwing a flat 93-mile-an-hour fastball, major league hitters, they know how to hit a flat 93-mile-an-hour fastball. So the Yankees find themselves six games over 500, and they've allowed two more runs than they've scored this year. They've scored 387 runs, and they've allowed 389. Now, the 389 allowed, that's the least, least amount of runs allowed in the AL East. The pitching has been there. The 389 runs allowed, that's the third best in the American League. Third best. The only two better are the A's, who have given up 373, and the Royals at 382. It's this is not, you know, ten years ago, fifteen years ago. It's hard to believe that the '98 Yankees were fifteen years ago. And you, you know, you have to look back at that run from '96 through 2001 when they lost to the Diamondbacks. I mean, that it was one of the most exciting times to be a Yankee fan. It really was, especially when you were born in the early '70s, like myself. And I didn't remember. 77 and 78, or 75 when, or 76 when they lost. They got swept by the big red machine. I can't remember. I was three years old. I was four and 77. I was five and 78. I don't even remember really 81 that much when they lost to the Dodgers. You know what I remember? The Don Mattingly years, which was great for Don Mattingly and awful for the Yankees. 82 to 95 was a very long time. And that 94 year when they went on strike, my goodness. My goodness. To be a lifelong Yankee fan like I was and to be that far ahead in first place, you know, when they went on strike, I think they were 70 and 43 or something ridiculous like that, almost 30 games over. Imagine how Mattingly felt. Never been to the playoffs. Yankees are absolutely scorching. That year, and goodbye, strike. So I savored every second of that run from 96 to 2001. And 2003, I guess, when they lost to the Marlins. You know, And then, of course, we know what happened in 04. And they stole one in 09. 
but I, I just, you know, I don't know where this team is going. You're going to have to see what happens in the off season. You're going to have to see what happens at this trade deadline, which could be anything. Anything. Are, are they going to move Phil Hughes? Are they going to move Jabba Chamberlain? Are they going to make any moves? Who knows? But you're not going to know what the complexion of this team is. Because of all these injuries, you know, Curtis Granderson was going to be the odd man out. Does he come back? Robinson Canoza free agent. The, you figure they have to bring him back. It, it, it's, it, it's a head scratcher. You just don't know. And this could be a tough stretch as we head to the future with this Yankees team. You just don't know. And listen, the $189 million threshold that people are whining and moaning and complaining about, $189 million is a lot of money. A lot of money. There are teams with a third of that payroll that are competing, that are winning. $189 $189 million is a lot of money to get you some good baseball players to go out there and get championships. What the Yankees are doing is not, they're not like, uh, it's not like a coupon situation. It's $189 million. It makes me laugh when people bring that up and think the Yankees are throwing their hands up and giving up with a $189 million threshold. They're not. (laughs) For the love of God, they're not. Think about this for a second, okay? The Pittsburgh Pirates, who are having one hell of a season in that NL Central. 66 million dollars. That's their payroll, okay? 66 million dollars. Literally a third of what the Yankees' expected payroll is going to be next year. And the Pirates are 18 games over 500, two games behind the Cardinals. That's just one example. Atlanta, rather, 89 million. They're not even cracking 90. Cleveland's at 82. They're in second place, right behind the Tigers in the Central. Kansas City seven games back with an $80 million payroll. How about the A's? How about the Billy Bean bargain basement Oakland A's? $68 million. And where are the A's? Let's see, 57 and 41, three games ahead of the Texas Rangers in the AL West. But it continues. Those Rays that we talked about earlier, you know, Joe Madden keeping them up, keeping them positive, keeping them focused with some shenanigans in the clubhouse before the game. They are just over $57 million. A game and a half back of the Red Sox, 17 games over 500. It can be done. The two teams with the least payroll in the league – 
are probably the two worst teams in the league, the Marlins and the Astros. Tampa Bay is the third highest payroll at $57 million, and they're in second place in the most competitive division in all of baseball. So I, when I hear whining about $189 million, I cringe. I really do. You can't be serious. It's going to be interesting to see what the Yankees do, if anything, at the at the trading deadline. Because in my opinion, which sometimes isn't the most popular opinion on Twitter, I'm a Twitter pariah, Twitteriah, as it were. I like to have fun. People don't like that, don't follow me. Seriously. I don't care about my amount of followers. I don't. I'm not one of those people. I don't look to see who unfollowed me. I can give a you-know-what. I don't care. I have fun. And all I mean to do is put smiles on people's faces. And if you don't like it, don't follow me. You're not hurting me. I could care less. I'm over Twitter, and I'm over Facebook. Both. I'm not over this Yankee team, though, yet. CC has to start pitching like CC, and they could push for a wild card bird. I'm not, I, I'm not even saying they're going to be close to a division title. You can forget about that. And if you listen to Joe and I's final podcast before he left the S Network, you know, we both said it. The team was in a lot of trouble. And it's not like we were breaking any news with it. People knew. We weren't the only ones. We, we, we see what happens. We see the ebbs and flows. When you're here all the time and you watch this team and you watch every inning, you could just see it. The body language of Joe Girardi sometimes. You could just tell. You know, he knows he's got to squeeze everything he can out of these guys to get a win. And they don't quit. That's what you got to love about this. They don't quit. They were down 7-3. to three, And the Red Sox kicked the ball around a lot last night. But they were down 7-3. to three. They could have folded up like a cheap suit, got on a plane, and went to Texas. They didn't. They kept battling. They tied the game. They lost in extras. Yeah, I know. They kept battling. I love this team. I do. They go out, they fight, they battle. I'm not going to clown a Major League Baseball player on Twitter. I refuse to do that. You, If that's the way you get your rocks off, clowning a professional who leaves everything on the field, and you could put your head on your pillow and go to sleep at night, that's you. That's not me. I refuse to do it. That's not just the Yankees. That's everybody. I get fed up with some of the things I see. Some guys, do I admit they deserve it because they don't hustle or they 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 lack that fire and intensity and you could tell that they really could care less if win or lose? Of course, those guys, they deserve it. They can get clowned. But someone like me who's competitive and hates to lose, I've been in that clubhouse. I've seen these guys. I've talked to these guys. I know how they feel after wins and losses. Listen, 
I'm not going to get on Twitter and throw a punch at them when they can't see it. You want to be a big man? How about you attach their Twitter handle to it? How about you do that? You know why you can do it? Because you never have to look them in the face. But I would never do that because I'm a human being. And they're trying their damnedest to win ball games. Lyle Overbay had three hits in the Yankees win on Saturday. He went 0 for 6 yesterday. That's baseball. He got clowned on Twitter last night. This guy is not an everyday player. He's playing every day. And Lyle Overbay, guess what? He could play for my team any day. Yankees are just hurt beyond all recognition. There's nothing they can do. The pitching has to be perfect. And with CeCe Sabathia not getting the job done, the Yankee season is doomed. Much like the kids at Crystal Lake. Doomed. The only difference is it's not a guy in a hockey mask cutting them up and, you know, putting an axe through their head. It's their lineup on some nights, most nights, and it's their pitching on other nights. And you can't have your ace being a joker. You just can't. CC's got to turn it around in order for this team to have any hopes of playing October baseball. And over his next, you know, two, three, four, five starts, if you don't start seeing some improvement, this team will not be playing past September 29th against the Astros. Book it. I've waited as long as I can for Mr. Kevin Curran to join me today. Knowing him, something probably came up, and I will catch up with him later on in the week or tomorrow, hopefully, because when he's on, uh, the show is exponentially better uh, because he's, in my opinion, one of the best writers uh, that this city um, has uh, with the New York Post. And if you don't read him, read him. And if you don't follow him on Twitter, follow him. It's at Where's Kernan, W-H-E-R-E-S-K-E-R-N-A-N. Uh, hopefully we'll get him later in the week. As I said, this is the Chris Sheeran Show, the new and improved Chris Sheeran Show, mostly because I'm here and I'm doing it. I'm back from vacation. Uh, you have to deal with that. I hope everybody has a great day. Uh, we will see you back here tomorrow, hopefully the same time at 12 o'clock. If not, 12.30 or 1 o'clock. We've got a full day tomorrow. We've got my Francesa stuff and the timeouts and the sports sprint and then a uh, Yankees batting practice today, the first one in about two and a half weeks. I am stoked to get back uh, out there on the set and bring a little Yankees Rangers baseball. I'll be your first pitch that night on Yankees batting practice t uh, today and that's tomorrow night at 7 o'clock Tuesday. So until tomorrow, when I see you on the sports sprint and you hear my dulcet tones here on the Chris Sheeran Show, have a great one, everybody. See you next time.